Welcome everyone back to the Dynamo Abroad podcast where we talk about anything and everything Dynamo Kiev related. Back with me as usual is Dima. How's it going, Dima? Yeah, doing good. How are you guys? I'm not doing too bad. Uh, also with us, as usual, is Eric. How's it going, Eric? I forgot how to unmute myself. Um, imagine my surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, going great. Good to be back. Shirts off. Ready to do a good podcast. Uh, you know, I don't know how to respond to that. So we're just going to move on to our other guest. And Komar, how's it going, Komar? Yeah, I'm buzzing for the spring part of UPL. Just can't wait. It actually already began, but the novel didn't start to play, so... Yeah, I'm yeah. going to. I'm looking forward to uh, see our champions at play. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, by champions, I'm assuming you mean Minai, right? Because they got off to a great start in the spring half of the <laughs> season, um, with a four-one loss to Wax Tap. Um, so yeah, like Komar said, spring. T- it's the the friendlies are over. It's time to get the season going. First Dynamo game of the. Second half of the season is this Saturday against Imhuas Petrova from the Valery Lobanovsky Stadium in Kiev. And before we preview that, uh, there's some news to get to. Uh, Eric Ramirez is back with the Dynamo first team. Um, I'm not going to ask for comment on that because the only comment is no comment. Um, what else happened? Oh, Dynamo signed a new player. Um, so they signed a all no, he's Macedonian, right? The... He's Macedonian, but he's ethnically Albanian, I believe, is the deal. Yeah, so they signed him from Shkendia to Tova for, I think the reported fee was like 250,000 euros. Um, hold on, I have his name right here. I'm, this is, I, I apologize for not remem- uh, memorizing his name, but here we Rashad go. Rashad Ramadani? Yes, Rashad Ramadani. He's going to wear the number 92. Uh, defensive midfielder. From what I've heard, he's actually pretty decent, and it can also play center back. So that's interesting. But um, and then last bit of news, transfer news is Burda's got on loan to Zoria Luhans. Um, wishing him the best in his second half season. Guys, do you have you wanna add any comments to any of these uh, couple moves that have happened on the final days of the window? I mean, what I can say is that <clears throat> in case you didn't know, the transfer was like being teased, so to speak, by Dinamo on 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 the Instagram stories. And it was like being slowly revealed as like, oh, it's a Macedonian player. So we were like, oh, this is going to be like some striker. And then it's like, oh, he's from Shkendia. Because it was a picture of. Yeah. Shkendia had only one striker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And we're like, okay, because he played against us. And to be honest with you, I'm just happy it's not some crappy 32-year-old centre-back. Like, mm-hmm. I was fully expecting, I was fully braced for the worst, you know, some old, total, you know, total nobody. Um, now, I'd be lying if I said I don't, I've ever watched this guy play, right? I don't think, I think it's fair to say none, none of us have, unless there's, you know, unless you, you want to count the few minutes he he played against us in that friendly. Um, but it's difficult to really, you know, fully analyze his game but uh thankfully there is a football talent scout report i'm happy to say where he is described as having strong passing tackling positioning aerial duels work rate and composure and 
these are things I kind of like, you know, in, in case this is in case this is true. Now, I mean, the you know, with, with all due respect, I, I mean, the Macedonian league isn't yeah. the strongest. It's not the strongest, but neither is the UPL, right? I will say, sorry to cut you off, but but if he's known for composure, that's already an upgrade over Sidorchuk. Exactly, <laughs> right? Exactly. Passing, tackling, composure. We, this is already better than Sidorchuk, and um. I'm really hoping that this isn't one of those transfers where, you know, like Ramirez, right? I mean, okay, Ramirez is a bit different because the whole, um, well, can't beat around the bush, the invasion. Um, but, you know, we've seen it too many times now, I think, where a, a, a player is signed, particularly a foreign player is signed, right? They sit on the bench for half the season, start, you know, maybe like a quarter of the game's and then the very next summer, they're shipped out either on loan or on a full transfer, right? And I'm really hoping that isn't one of them because, you know, he is sort of highly rated by some. Not that I've heard of him, but apparently he's, you know, apparently he's a decent enough prospect. And um, listen, with 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 how Sudorchuk has been playing, right? It doesn't even matter if he hasn't played any friendlies, if he's not got any... I mean, he has got some fitness because I guess he was playing with Shkendia, but there's not really any reason why he shouldn't be getting into this team over Sudorchuk with his yeah. current form at the moment. I think, you know, I really want to see him kind of come into the team. It doesn't, listen, it doesn't matter if he's not fantastic at first, right? Because Sudorchuk has been in this team for 11 years or so now, I think. And you can't yeah. tell me he's, you can't tell me he's playing like Busquets, you know? Well, yeah, Sidor Chuk signed in 2012. Uh, no, 2012 yeah. or 2013? 13, I think. 2013. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, so that that's a while. Um, I don't, we'll see. Wish him luck. Um, we'll get on to the preferred starting 11 in, in a bit. But uh, like I was saying before is – oh, also, actually, before we move on, uh, Dima, you were mentioning something about Den- uh, Diallo earlier before we start recording. You want to just bring that up real quick? Yeah, I mean, right now, I think we saw it last year as well, uh, something similar, but it might not be the same thing. But anyway, right now underway is the under-20 African Cup of Nations and uh, Diallo uh, playing for Senegal, of course. Um, he has been – you know, he's been scoring quite a lot, to be honest. He's been scoring in almost every game. And um, just today, in fact, he scored, today being the 2nd of March, um, he scored uh, against, oh, who was it against? Against Benin. Um, he scored in the quarterfinal. Um, and now Senegal and Twente are in the semifinal, which, okay, that's obvious. But, um, Listen, anyway, I mean, it's quite clear that he's he's above the under-20, under-19, whatever it is these days um, in, in Ukraine. It's quite clear he's above that level. Yeah, for sure. Um, and with me, with, with him, it just seems like he, he he's that player which can, you know, he's got flair. You know, he's got flair. Um, he can make, you know, unpredictable decisions you know, show a bit of trickery, a bit of creativity. And, you know, he's a young player, right? Might not come off um, 100% of the time, but, you know, it's something different. And I think this is what we need. And it's what we've needed since the start of the season. Now, you know, for, for the millionth time, I have no idea why Kabayev was signed, right? 
Diallo was right there. He was right there in the youth team. Didn't he wasn't even on loan. I think there was some trouble with bringing him back to Ukraine, but yeah. we managed that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a bit of a mystery to be honest uh, to be honest with you why he hasn't featured more and um you know we'll get on to in later but certainly in the second half of the season hopefully we see more of him i mean i think you know i think it's been should have been should have been a year ago really where he started to get his chance a bit more but anyway that's that's enough from me about Diallo. yeah so on to in Hulet's dinamo's first game back um First time, uh, <clears throat> um, Eric, do you want to add anything real quick before we go on Burda? Real quick? Yeah, sorry, I started IMing you right as you went to make a transition. Yeah, no, um, you're good. Yeah, no, I it's kind of sad. Um, it genuinely is kind of sad because he's a solid defender for us. I mean, I don't know that I would put him. Um, in the same pool as like Hachadidi in terms of like a ceiling that some of the players had. But I do think if you take a look at um, defenders that we've had since Hachadidi, he's definitely been one of the more solid ones. I think he's been one of the more consistent players, but I just, I think it's, it's a knee. Is it the knee with him? He had a knee. And then in his first game back against Colos in a scrimmage during the September international break, he did his Achilles. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was because the knee. What I the other ligament thing was? Okay, the, I don't think the knee was bad. I think he was just out the entire summer from like April to September, so that wasn't that bad. Because I think he was even back in training in July, but okay. then he made then he came back. I remember in August and literally like ten minutes of the game, he did his Achilles. Yeah, it's 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 really unfortunate. I liked him for us. Sorry, I just I just just to interrupt Eric, I have pulled up Burda's injury history list. Yeah. Right. And it's a and it's a long one. So it started it started really when he first came into Dinamo in, in 2016. This was all the way under Rebrov, of course. Um he got injured. Um his first injury was patella problems. He got injured for 173 days, right? That was Ooh. a that was a that's a big injury, you know, right at the start of his career, year. right? So from the from the very beginning, he's been having this these things. Um, then in uh, next season, another a groin injury this time, ninety six days. Uh, season after that, another uh, sorry, a groin surgery, one hundred seventy five days. Nineteen twenty season. Now I remember this. This was against Vorskla. Um, 174 days this was a knee knee injury he had to get that um he, he had to have an operation um and then this not this season 2021 jesus that was that's nowhere that's not even close to this season um in 2021 he got uh an achilles tendon rupture 117 days um and the very next next year he comes back literally a few days after he has to have a surgery 244 days out so i mean he's he's missed years of his career pretty much yeah is yeah. what i'm trying to say with the injuries and it's 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 really it is sad it is sad because i mean you, you take into account right he had these injuries literally right at the start of his career but even after that he came back and he was a pretty solid defender in my opinion like eric said maybe not Hachiridi level but um Definitely a solid play, player overall. So it's definitely sad to, you know, um see see it end up this way. But you know, we have to be honest, it was looking really like he's, you know, the the injuries have really take, taken it their toll 
on him physically speaking. So, um, you know, we've got to hope that he maybe gets some form back at Zoria, but, you know, he's not getting any younger, unfortunately. Can I pose this question to you guys? So I just pulled up his transfer mark uh, profile and his highest market value was three and a half million at the end of the 2018-19 season, right? Okay, I'm not saying transfer mark is everything, right? But let's just say he was at the height of his career at that point in 2018-19. And so that year, Ukraine goes undefeated in Euro qualifying, you know, qualifies for Euro 2020. At the height of their power, uh, okay, maybe not the height of their power, that's a little bit exaggerated, that's a little bit uh, of an exaggeration, but Kriftsov and Matsvianko were the starting center backs for that Ukraine team, right? Matsvianko's a little bit of a different profile from the other. So at their best, who would you rather have starting for Ukraine, Burda or Kriftsov? I wanted Burda at the time, right? I thought he should have been starting. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Eric, prime Burda or prime Kriftsov? I mean, I hate to be biased, but the guy that wears the jersey of the best club in Ukraine, obviously, Kriftsov. Thanks, <laughs> Eric. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, Burda, without a doubt. I mean, I don't know. Burda, to me, was decent on the ball. He was a good ball distributor. Um, I just, yeah, at, at the time, at the height of his career, yeah, without can, a doubt. But the only question is, though, Eric, can Burda hip thrust like Kripsov can? That he cannot. And, you know, actually, <laughs> I saw Kripsov scored in his debut for Inter-Miami, which yeah. made me throw up. But anyway. Um, it, which is exactly why I brought up the hip thrust. Yeah. It was against Toronto? Or, uh, Montreal. Montreal. Oh yeah. So. Unbelievable. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's sad. And he was a solid defender, but at, at the end of the day, like he can be the best defender in the world, but if he's injured and he's not on the pitch performing, like what are you supposed to do from a club perspective? Right. Yeah. So it's a tough situation to be in. And I understand the club kind of potentially now looking to move on from him. It's still sad, but yeah. again, if he's not if he's not performing and he's not on the pitch healthy, like He's not playing. What can we do with that? Is we're pretty much just carrying like a, a dead weight along with his salary. It, it, it's it's actually a pretty clever pickup by Zoria. I actually think they've put together a pretty decent team. But Komar, you want to add anything about uh, Urda before we move on to Inhulets? Um, yes, I actually wanted to um, come back to Ramadani for a bit because we didn't okay. uh, ask an important question, which is why. Uh, I mean, we all want uh, Sidorchuk dropped, but it won't happen, uh, at least not this season. And we forgot about one player who was, I believe, hyped up on this podcast, and his name is Brashko. Yeah. And he would be uh, the second choice, but now I doubt he will get any significant minutes at this half of this of the season. So this transfer basically means that he would be Third choice, Ramadani, I guess, would get some uh, 20, 30 minutes a game because we all know that Sidorchuk can't run anymore. So, <laughs> um, yes, I just wanted to point it out that this transfer means uh, probably that Breshko won't get any minutes, significant minutes, as I said, yeah. this season. Uh, also about the center back. Okay, yes, he can play center back, but at this point, after we loaned out Burda, we still have four of them, mm-hmm. or three and a half if we count uh, Sirota as a half. <laughs> um, yeah, so that would be uh, Popov, Bol, Diachuk, and Sirota, right? So Ramadani, 
doesn't really have a place in this formation. Um, and so is Brashko, the defensive midfielder. So I just wanted to point it out. Is is Brashko still alone at Zoriado for this half of the season? He is, know? but the thing is, the thing is right. I mean, I, I think I brought this up before, but I I heard someone say once. It's my bad. then. <laughs> But actually, no. But you bring up a good point, though, Komar. Because if what's the sense of bringing Rahmani or Radamani when we have a Ramadani, uh, Ramadani, Ramadan, right? when we yeah, when we have a defensive midfielder who's already playing a lot in the UPL and he's playing well at Zoria, where you could probably argue he's overall been better this year than Sidorchuk has. I, am, I, am I wrong for really thinking that? Well, my no, guess is uh, Luchescu doesn't trust him enough to to bring him back and play him, albeit as a backup. So Luchescu's got to sort out his trust issues, man. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, listen, Besedin was a, considered a good enough player for how long? Some of the other guys he let play for way too long. I mean, it's just it, it's just almost ridiculous at times. Some of the decisions. Uh, do you guys want to add anything else, Zima, Eric? Onto Ramadani, Rashko, Sidorchuk. I'm guys? just, I'm just curious what kind of a defensive midfielder he is. If he's like a Stepanenko type, like true defensive midfielder, or if he's more of like a ball winning midfielder like Sidorchuk. And I, honestly, I've been saying this for a while, but I think we need to update our tactics because Sidorchuk can't run and he can't hunt down the ball. And I think he needs to be more of a holding defensive midfielder than he does a ball-winning midfielder. Yeah. Um, well, he's described, um, Ramadani is described as a holding midfielder. But I say we apparently... move to 4 3 3, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, listen, absolutely. I would agree with you 100% on that. Um, whether or not that will happen, that's again. Uh, and another funny, notable thing here is that he's described as being similar to Bubakar Kamara. Which uh, imagine that right? Imagine if he, <laughs> imagine if he does play like that. Um, but no, we we will see. We will see. I mean, one thing maybe for a future thing, what if Ramadani is is more that defensive midfielder? Style, maybe do you eventually move to a four three three? You have kind of Ramadani as the base of a triangle, and you have Brashko and Yatsik in front of him as kind of kind of dual number eights connecting the midfield. Maybe that's I I don't know if I'm thinking too logically or or too far in advance, but. Um, we good to move on to influence? No, uh, no, Falco. Oh, just, no. just my, just my final thought, right? Just my final thought. I think I kind of like this transfer. You know, this is kind of a new, new market sort of. Yeah. It's a young player, kind of a talented young young player. You know, I prefer this over, you know, signing completely random players like Clayton, Rodriguez, or we could have signed to be Thor. fair. We could have signed Dmitro you know, Chishkin. You know, that could have been a possibility. <laughs> He's still out there. Uh, well, exactly. Or, well, look closer to home, Kabayev, you know? <laughs> so I prefer this over some of the other ones we had. But yeah, I mean, hopefully it works out, right? Part of me is hoping, but part of me knows that it's Dynamo. But we will see, right? We will see. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, Komar, what's the deal with Ingulets Petrova, the famous... Uh, team which actually I will say after Dynamo, second best badge in Ukraine, I think, or maybe not second, but they're they're one of the better badges in Ukrainian football. Yeah, the badge looks nice. Uh, 
and what else can I say about this club? Uh, so they are currently in the relegation zone. Ah, interesting. Uh, yeah, so that would be uh, in the playoff zone, actually. They are 14th, uh, 13 points, three wins, four draws, seven losses, and pretty much in the game. Like everyone is in the game, so that's the beauty of of the UPL. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, going back to the thing that was the funniest for me, um, the friendlies in the oh yeah, uh, <laughs> oh my in the god, winter. this is this so is a great list yourself. of teams they put. This this is a great list of team English. I'm just pulling it up that you sent me earlier. This is a great list of teams. Yes, so they played actually. Flash score says that they played seven games, two wins, three draws, two losses. And uh, yes, yeah, so that would be a draw 1 1 with Beroe from Bulgaria, then a win against Pierwsza Liga, the Polish second tier side, Podbeskidzie Bielsko Biała. Then it's a win against Macedonia. GP, which is, I guess, from <laughs> Macedonia. I can confirm then, they are from Macedonia. Yes. Then they lost against uh, Petrokub something from Moldova, 2-3. Two, two, oh, then they played Aksu from Kazakhstan, 2-2. Two, two. Then uh, the Yosif um, Stalin hometown club, that would be uh, Dilagori, 1-1. One, one. And this is this is good, uh, Dima. I'm looking at you. Yeah, hold on. They before, lost wait, wait, before. Yeah. Or, or is it the one of the one that we were talking about before? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, this is this is fantastic. Listen to the team that they couldn't beat in preseason. Go on, come on. So, uh, they lost one to two against Club uh, Sportowy Wieczysta Kraków, and get, uh, guess who scored the second goal? Oh, Denis Kostorov. Oh. Oh, yeah, so this is for those who don't know, it's the fourth tier of Polish football. Wieczysta Kraków is from my city, Kraków. They are very ambitious, they have a rich owner, and they tempted Favorov with money. And I guess he likes playing there. <laughs> so, I remember, he, he likes, was the, he likes the player money, of the yeah, year, he... right? In, in UPL or something like that. So, they lost this game. And this game was on 17th of February. Uh, one more thing. I couldn't uh, find any predicted lineups. I wouldn't be able to talk about them anyway because I don't know the players very well. Uh, and uh, I won't criticize this club because may I may end up in a sewer thrown <laughs> by Oleksandr Poporodzniuk in there. I might as well go on the record that I enjoyed his hit song about <laughs> the president of Ukraine fighting the enemies. I think you know what I mean. If, uh, if, so, not, if not, we'll tweet out the link to the video if we need to. Yes, of course. So uh, I focused on the arrivals uh, in the winter window. So that would be Oleg Bilek from Alexandria. He's a goalkeeper. Uh, two signings, uh, I mean, uh, three signings from Vorskla. That would be Yuri Kozerenko and Maxim Melnychuk. And one signing from some Czech club, Kralov Dvor, which was Oleg Osipenko. 
So oh. they are strengthening their left flank, uh, the goalkeeper position, probably. I know if this Buick will play. Well, I like how and... you said. I, I like how you said they're strengthening the left side. When I'm looking at their top goal scorers, and two of their top goal scorers are their left winger and their left back. <laughs> well, <laughs> because they have four guys tied on two goals. Their left back, uh, their left back Artem Smolyakov, and their left winger Oleksandr Kozak. Okay, and now for the departures, maybe you know some of these uh, players. So Tarasaki uh, left for Karpaty Lviv. Probably not. Mohamed Ali Ben Salem went for some uh, Uzbekistan club. Danilo Kucher went to Romania. Mm -hmm. And uh, Andriy Bliznichenko went to Veras. I imagine there is some that... Brazilian guy, but uh, he went to Brazil, so... I, I imagine a certain I imagine a certain friend of the podcast will be absolutely ecstatic that Danilo Kuchur has moved to Romania. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, it's a uh, UTA yes, okay, so I wonder what he's gonna be up to in Romania. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to summarize, I don't see uh like uh that the that Inhuets is in a good form right now. So they didn't win in winter in four games straight. So I can't imagine they're they are in the good form. Uh, and that's it for my quality analysis of our oppositions. So uh, I think that even though we won only half of our uh, mid-season games, I think we have a good chance uh, of beating them because, I mean, uh, the reputation uh, demands that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I would expect three points. But, uh, Eric, how does Dynamo win this game on Saturday? Well, if you'd like a flashback to our first match of the season, which was against Inhuletz, we won 2-1. to oh, one. Yes. <laughs> Uh a very narrow victory with both goals coming from one of our key departures in Viktor Tsihankov. And the goal for Inhuletz was scored, I believe, by Sitalo, who I also remember scoring against Dynamo last season for Alexandria, oh, yeah. playing shut on long balls. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You just kind of get into like these lower table UPL teams. That I know we've talked about in the past that they just spam long balls and Dynamo can never just seem to handle it. Um, they always tend to falter towards the end of the match. So, I mean, I'm going to say, actually, can we just like take a moment to remember when we beat Inholetz a couple seasons ago, like 5-0? Yeah, that one Dynamo of the league. Yeah, that yeah. was like I don't think that's gonna happen again. But when I think about Inholets, that's that's what I think of. But yeah. brings back happier memories. Honestly, I don't see I see Dinamo winning. I'll say two nil. Hi, Dima. Who has to for Dinamo? Who has to have a good performance on the day to ensure Dinamo pick up three points? I think you know with Tahankov's departure, we're gonna have to you know goals are gonna have to come from elsewhere. Um, I have a feeling Bujalski is going to have his typical, you know, oh. <laughs> a typical goal, goal or goal or two against UPL Village side. 
Um, but I'd quite like to see Vanat uh, have a good game. Just maybe grab a goal. Um, again, this is... The, uh, oh, here's one. I'd quite like to see Voloshin. Um, I, I mean, I really hope he's going to uh, come into the team. I hope to see a goal involvement. Um, you know, one of one of my uh, one of my favorite players from this team. Uh, not that that's saying much, but um, <clears throat> one of my preferred players is Justin Lonvik, and I'd quite like to. See, you know, I want to see him come into the team. I want to see him. You know, boss that midfield. You know, with his with his you know his quality on the ball. Um, so yeah, that would that that would all be good. Um, I just wanted to add my memory of in Hulet, right? Unfortunately, Eric has a positive one. Mine, I'll tell you what mine is, is from the very start of last season, right? Oh god. Where yes, yes, well, right? It was in Kiev. It was in Kiev, right? And this was <clears throat> it's very rare that I miss a Dynamo game, but I was literally on a plane uh, going from Kiev to Zaporizhia if you if you really want to know and um mm-hmm. i just had this feeling of dread like on the plane i'm like man something something stupid is going to happen here and i get off the plane first thing i do is check the phone for the score and i see it's one all <laughs> just blown blown and pretty what should have been a pretty easy game against inholets and there were like huge celebrations from them Poroznyuk. Uh, apparently he took them to the restaurant and like all this crap and i was it was just like oh i was so typical but oh man those were happier times for obvious reasons um but yeah no you could you know got to get three points here no no two ways about it um it'll be interesting because i mean with a lot of the team right it's kind of it's not even up for debate with who starts um, but it'll be interesting to see what kind of defense we're going to be seeing. You know, will we see Vivcharenko, Dubinchak? Um, you know, the right back question. I mean, who's going to start there? I mean, we saw so many being tried out. Um, will we see one of the younger centre backs? You know, all of that. And one final thing, I want to see Nasheret get a clean sheet. You know, do you know what I want to see? Right? I want to see him pull. You know, the the kind of Barcelona says we'll go. I want to see him pull off one of those again. Now that that would be cool. That would be something. Um, but yeah, got to be a win. Got to be a win here. But so it wouldn't on, be the first time, would it? So onto that note, I want to real quick do a predicted uh starting eleven prediction. Uh, if you guys disagree with any of my picks, please. Shout him out. Uh, so Nesh, so goalkeeper. I don't think we have a choice. Nesh Charet, unless you want to start Ikatent or Morhun, which I think we'll stick with. Um, Nesh Charet. Okay, center backs. Popov starts. Is it Sirota or Diachuk? Because Ball hasn't featured a lot, so it's going to be either Diachuk or Sirota who plays with him. I Who's mean, I think go with Diachuk. To be honest, I, I would go with Diachuk as well. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I would kind of prefer that, but I doubt it. I doubt it. Eric, Diatruk or Serota? Uh, I mean, I mean, I think we'd all go Diatruk, but who do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be Serota. I wish that yeah. Bol was getting more yeah. match mm-hmm. fitness and was getting more minutes or was getting more um, game time and was. I don't know what his match fitness levels like, but I'm a big fan of his, so that would be my preferred option. But I think it'll end up being Sirota. Um, right back, you get the choice of Timchik, Karavayev, or Malish. 
Jesus. I mean. Or does Kadavayev play on the right wing? No, he plays oh. left back. <laughs> no, he plays no, left. No. He plays left. No. no, he plays left back, left back on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- I think he'll probably go Timchik. I think Luchesko will probably pick Timchik for Saturday. Any disagreement oh, there? I, I think that's probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I, I would. Yeah. I'd rather go Malish at this point, but his choice. Maybe we could bring Skorko back eventually, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, left backs. We get three left backs to choose from. You get uh, Dubinchak, Vivcharenko, and I'm only saying this because he's on the roster, Kostevich. <laughs> it's got to be Kostevich. <laughs> finally, finally, two years later or whatever. Yeah. Finally two years later. Two years later. Um, I think I will go Vivcharenko. Yeah, um, I, I would prefer. My preferred midfield for Saturday, I'm gonna no Saturday, right? They play Sidorchuk. I almost said Andreevsky. Uh, Sidorchuk, Longvek, and Buyalski. Any disagreement with that three? I I would like to see that, but I just somehow I don't think Longvek is gonna play. I mean, I would like him to, but something tells me I think he's injured as well. So I don't know, maybe. Oh, great. You know, do you know what would be great? It would be great if we actually had communication from the club on these issues. You know, because half the time, right? Half the time, we're just left guessing as to why these players aren't aren't even on the bench. I can sum up Dynamo communications in one tweet when they tweeted out, "Here's today's lineup," and just didn't post a picture. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Dynamo level of communication. This is what this this sums it up for me, doesn't it? I mean. Uh, and then front three, I would go Vinat center forward. I think we're all good with Vinat center forward. Uh, right wing, I would go Voloshin. Yeah. And left wing, I'm not going to lie, I would go Benito. I mean... Mussolini? <laughs> no, not Mussolini. I think it would be the opposite. I think it would be the other way around, though. I think it would be Voloshin on the, on, on the left. What about Paris? Well, th- th- oh, pa- no, no, no. I'd have, yeah, I'd have Paris. Paris. Oh, yeah, Paris. Yeah, I'd have, have Paris on Paris. the left wing. Yeah. I'd have then, Paris and uh, Voloshin. Then do you play Lukaku with Vanad up top? All right. So um, I'm, I'm going to take that as a note. So real quick, we'll just go through our preferred 11. I'll go Neshera in goal. Back four of Timchik, Popov, Serota, uh, Vivcharenko, midfield three, Sidorchuk, Lonvaik, and Vujalski. Front three of Paris. Voloshin and I almost said again Supriaga and Vanat. Uh, so score predictions. Anyone want to give a score prediction? I'd go with three one maybe, maybe three, too one, optimistic. Three. But uh... I think the Nam will get a couple goals, but I think they find a way to um to lose their clean sheet. So th- I would go two one to Dinamo. I think they get two good goals and they do something stupid with ten minutes to go. And then we're all getting stressed out as they give away idiotic corner kicks. Anyone, Dima, Eric, you want to? Uh, do you want to give a score prediction? Eighty-six to nil. Eighty-six <laughs> to nil. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, Dream. Uh, um, no, I would. I'm going to stick with two nil. I'm going to just give some. I don't know where this confidence is coming from, but I'm going to say we keep a clean sheet. And <laughs> and uh, Dima, your score prediction. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Do you know what? Two, 
Yeah, let's go two 0 But I mean, could could be could go anywhere, right? So, guys, last question for you: um, Where does Dynamo finish in the league? Eric, we'll start with you. Do you want me to give you the point situation real quick so we're all so we're all on the same page? Yeah, that's probably actually I can probably pull that up real yeah, quick. I, I got it I got it ready real quick. I got so right now Dynamo is in third place, three points behind second place Waxtap, and first put uh, and five points behind first place Nipro Odin. Uh and Shakhtar and Nipro both have a game at hand over Dynamo. While Dynamo are two points above fourth place Zoria. Uh, and and I, five over Alexandria, and Alexandria has a game at hand. So that's the top five right now. I um I hate this answer, but third, I just don't see it changing. I, I like I can't believe I'm saying this, but like how this season started, I would have thought that we should have been the champions and that we would be champions. I'm not saying that we wouldn't have faced some opposition and some challenges from the other two teams at the top, like Shakhtar. I didn't expect Shakhtar to be doing as well as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly expected some opposition from Dnipro Um, But I thought that this was our season. Again, not to rehash this whole thing, but given what squads like Shakhtar lost, given the war, and what Dynamo was then able to retain, given yeah. dependency on... Uh, on on uh, foreign talent, that's not the case. So I just don't see it changing. I don't see Dnipro them slipping up. And aren't didn't they get knocked out of Europe too? They did, yeah. So, yes. so they so they only have the league to focus on. Yeah. yeah, and then I mean Shakhtar barely got past Ren. They almost choked in the penalty shootout. Um, but I just don't see us unfortunately catching either of those two. So I'm going to say third. Come on, where did Dynamo finishing this season? Uh, well, I may be a little different. I'd say that we'll be second, but it's because I hope that Dnipro minus one will fall off. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I expect that there will be uh, a fight between the second and third place teams. Who's who's gonna get the uh, Champions League uh, qualification spot? And probably that will be Dynamo and Dnipro. Uh, but that's like uh, my wish. That's uh, it may be hard to swallow, but uh, I want Shakhtar to win <laughs> the league this year. If if Dynamo doesn't, because uh, I just uh, so, so I just saying, can't stand this Dnipro club. So you're saying if you if if it wasn't going to be Dynamo, you'd rather Shakhtar win over Dnipro then? Yes, exactly. Okay, I, I, I that's fair. I think Dima, where Dynamo finishing this year? Yeah, I think I agree with Komar. I just I just think Dnipro are not going to bowl it. I I can't see them. First of all, I definitely can't see them winning the, the league. Hundred percent, I can't see that happening. But I just wouldn't surprise. I just wouldn't because I, I mean we've seen right. They're they're one injury away from really struggling. Um, Is Dovig so back? I, in I, I do think that we're gonna like. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but there's there's probably gonna be some Surkis interference with referees, if you know what I mean. 
Um, I think somehow we're going to get that second place. But I mean, listen, for me, right, I mean, I don't really care whether we finish second or or 14th. For, for me, it's like, I don't care because if we're not winning the league, it's it's no good. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, Eric was saying about the squad situation. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I I have always said that this is definitely the worst Dynamo squad maybe ever. And it just came to, it came to bite us in the arse at the worst possible time. You know, it really, you know, very not not suddenly because I mean all the signs were there, but you know it it just happened when ever, when nobody expected it to because the squad stayed the same. But the thing is, this is such a terrible squad and it was com- pretty much unchanged. Um, this is this is I guess what happened against you know maybe Shakhtar who you know given some of their hungry youngsters more of a chance, you know Dnipro doing who signed of few decent foreigners i mean to no, be, to be honest team. no exactly exactly like i mean i i would say that you know i don't think they're going to win this i don't think they're going to win the league they they might come second right they might if they do i'm not going to be surprised whatsoever but i would definitely like a few players from their team and our squad and i mean i've got questions about why they've got them and, and not us but mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a whole different thing but i mean Listen, players like uh, Ramadani, you know, these are the kinds of players that we should have been signing, you know, at the start of this season. Um, so, you know, it's 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 very, very much a case of, you know, far too little, far too late. You know, we can't be making one of these signings half halfway through the season when everything is pretty much, well, it is already lost, um, pretty much certainly. Um, you know, we, we needed to sign, you know, maybe, you know, five or six of these players of, you know, Lonvik and Ramadani level. Not, I'm not talking about Kabayev here. That's out of the question. You know, we needed to sign more more quality players because, you know, the squad's been in a state for years and years now. Um, but yeah, sorry, that's my rant over. Um, I think, I, I think, I think I have a feeling we'll get second, not that I'll be happy with it. But if, if we do get third, like Eric says, I won't at all be surprised at all because, I mean, I think, to be honest with you, some of some of the players Nipro Adin have got, some of the players Shakhtar have got. I mean, they are, to be honest with you, they are better than what we've got. Um, and you yeah. just can't argue with that. I'm gonna predict, and I'm gonna be the the optimist here. Don't say it. Don't say I'm, it. Oh, <laughs> oh please. <laughs> I'm um, gonna and I'm gonna give my reasons why, right? So do I realistically think that I was gonna win the league? Obviously not. I'm just going to be the optimist out of the four of us and say Dinamo will get the job done, right? I think if they get the job done, it's not going to be convincing. It's not going to be pretty. And every game, we're going to be biting our fingernails because it's going to be horrendous football. And it'll probably be a bunch of stupid 3 2 3-1, 2-1, 1-0 wins. I think, I do agree. I don't think Nipro will have, in the long run, I don't think they'll be up there. And I think I hope that especially playing them next week, we can get that, you know, already started their demise. We can get their demise going. I think I'm very curious to see how far Shakhtar is going to get in European competitions because the longer they're in it, I think that's going to take away their focus from the Premier League. Because listen, players like Stepanenko are not getting any younger. And listen, I'm not going to lie, I would absolutely love to see winning the league, especially over Waxtab this season after they signed that freaking Vatkiewski. 
Kvatkitsky. <laughs> um, but why do I think Denal was going to win the league? I think Luchescu has this... I think this is the first time Luchescu actually has a team he wants. And I think that's case in point with getting rid of Burda and Besedin. Because I would not be surprised if the reason someone like Besedin was playing because of some bullshit between the agents. So I think, and again, I'm going out on a limb here, that Luchescu purposely wants this young squad so he can mold them into something. And down the stretch, they get the job done and win the league. Well, that was a hot take. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's I, a very optimistic. But right, I just want to add, like, the thing is, I mean, in a perfect world, we'll like, I've seen this many times already. We're, we're going like a few points behind and uh, and everyone's saying, oh, we, we, we have to win. We, we have to win, you know, the, this many games in a row and we'll win the league. And it just doesn't happen, right? We, we, we drop stupid points against some crappy mid-table or relegation threatened team and it just doesn't happen. Uh, with with this squad of players, I've just you know, I haven't got the confidence. Um, I, I mean, it, it's it's not mathematically impossible, technically speaking, but I just with what I've seen over the past few, you know, for the past year and a bit, I am my confidence is close to zero. To be honest with you, listen, as the great Al Davis said, just win, baby. That's all you got to do. Um, yeah, if only it was that simple. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dynamo plays their first game of the spring half season this Saturday, the 4th of March. Uh, that's a 7 o'clock kickoff local time on the East Coast of the United States. 2 o'clock in you – know, is it 7 o'clock? Hold on. Is my math – if it's 2 o'clock in Kiev – yeah. Yeah, 7 a.m. It's, it's 7 a.m. for us. Yeah. 2 o'clock in Kiev. I think that would be, what, Komar, 1 o'clock for you in Poland? Yes. And then – and then that's a noontime kickoff for uh, those in England. So your choice. Hmm? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, your choices if you're in the UK on Saturday mornings, you either get Dynamo in Goulet or Newcastle City. So the choice is yours. Um, I know which one I'm going to be watching. On that note, and it brings us to the end of another great episode of the Dynamo Bar podcast. Dima, if someone were to want to contact you, how could they do that? Yeah, you can find me on at 1927Dima on Twitter. Uh, Eric? Yeah, you can find me at, at Libovich on Twitter, full stop. Eric, I heard your Reading accent coming in there. It's, it's coming off very nicely. Fantastic. <laughs> but, but as useful as a chocolate teapot. Perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, the member of the pod that I've actually known the longest, Komar, where can people find you? Yeah, it's Darf Sandwich 96 on Twitter. And if you want to follow the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dynamo Abroad, where our DMs are open. And if you want to send an email to the Dynamo Abroad podcast, you can do that at Dynamo Abroad podcast at gmail.com. Well, from everyone here at Dynamo Abroad, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Dynamo, Dynamo.